2: Everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast from Tommy Hector and Loretta Blewett. It's called Borussia Dundalk. Well, tell us the, about the dole. Anyway. No, no,
3: I want to go back there. What was that you told me years ago? I met you one day. I think you came out to the house then the day or two after and you went, I was playing poker till seven in the morning and I won a wad. Oh, yeah. Did I ever tell you that story? No. no. I, I you, won a, you won a
2: good wad, Tom. Yeah. So it was during the Galway race, actually, and there was a poker tournament on and 350 people entered and we paid somewhere between 50 and 100 quid uh, a man. Right. Or woman to play. This wasn't online, now. This was no. This was in the uh, what used to be the Westwood Hotel uh, on the road out to my cullen. Uh, Texas Hold'em poker started at eight o'clock in the evening. I kept going into the toilet and looking at myself in the mirror and saying, "Do not give yourself an excuse to lose. Do not give yourself an excuse to lose." Because it's awfully easy in poker. To take a chance when there's no need to be taking a chance. Right. I've never now my it. technique has changed over the years. Like uh, I went into a, a casino recently in Birmingham, and my technique now is because people uh, are afraid to lose. That's what sometimes holds them back. I play poker now without looking at the cards. So everybody else thinks I've looked at the cards. I decide what they are <laughs> before I start betting. So right. I'm acting like a lad who has two aces. Now, I might have a, a four and a, a three, but I'm acting like a lad. And you haven't looked at the cards? So, no, I haven't looked at them, so I'm confident. So people read this confidence off me and they say, that fucker has two aces. And
3: That's okay. the way I play and now. And they fold.
2: And they fold. Now, if it goes, if, if they follow you all the way to the end, you know, you're as surprised as they are when you turn over your cards and you see a jack of spades and the two of hearts and you're screwed <laughs> and you have nothing. But this particular time in the Westwood Hotel, I was playing straightforward poker, which is there's a kind of a, there's a scheme to it. They say if you have, there's all these books you can read about poker theory and poker technique. And you have to have a brain for maths, which I don't have. Fellas will be looking at what they have and the odds of that hand winning. Mm. They'd know <coughs> and they'd, they'd know the value of their bet, what they've been asked to play in relation to what amount is in the pot. And is that, are those odds the same as the odds on this particular hand Winning—it's right. a complicated. I—I'm no good at that kind of shit. I have no interest in it. It becomes too mathematical. But um, you played... the greatest extravagance... I tell you, when I had money during the during the the Celtic Tiger, you know, and it wasn't my money; it was borrowed money. The bank gave me a loan of it. The greatest extravagance I ever did—I was when I was in my poker playing days. I did a DVD signing in Cork City. There was a poker tournament on in the Silver Springs Hotel. Is it called the Silver Spence? It is, down by the river on the no, corner. No, no, no. What's the one in Monaghan? The big one in Monaghan? There used to be... It's, it's the Quinn one. Oh, Sleeve Russell. Uh, the Sleeve Russell. All right. There was a poker tournament on... That you, were, you were in Cork. I was in Cork. And there's a poker tournament on in the Sleeve Russell. Go on. So I hired a helicopter. Yeah, did, me, I hired... out of it! And I flew from Cork City. There's a helipad outside the Sleeve Russell. To play poker <laughs> and I got knocked out After about 20 minutes <laughs> So but anyway This was in the Westwood Hotel this is, o- this is another night now In the Westwood Hotel Do not give yourself A reason to lose At 8 o'clock the following morning This is after 12 hours of poker There's only me And one lad left And he was His nickname was The cat in the hat Because he wore a hat For the whole thing And he was from the County Clare. The first prize was 13 grand cash. Second prize was seven grand cash. And we've been playing for 12 hours straight now. I had any amount of Red Bull and coffee in me. And I just said to the cat in the hat, the two of us left, I says, will we split it? You know? Because we could be be playing another Mm. hour or two hours or 15 minutes here. And we're both wrecked up all night I says will we split it and the cat in the hat said we will and we just finished up right there and then I felt like over moved me with an envelope with 10,000 euro in cash in it and I walked out of the Westwood Hotel I was so spaced and excited that I couldn't stop telling people that I had just won 10 grand playing poker. <laughs> <laughs> I walked past a bus stop three people I said to the time is the next bus I've just won 10 grand of cash and have to be my <laughs> <laughs> I went into the shop to get a can of coke and I said give us a can of coke I have 10 grand of cash to be pocket <laughs> you know when you're not
3: kind of thinking straight yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're like so a zombie you want yeah. to tell people
2: you want it because you're so excited where did you
3: where did you look at it first so Tom?
2: I went home then and Yvonne was away so just myself in the house lovely and I spread the 10 grand out onto the mattress <laughs> of the bed And I rode
1: it
2: I, ro- <laughs> <laughs> I rode the 10 grand in cash <laughs> I, st- I didn't even I just took off my trousers And I just rode the mattress <laughs> the No I didn't So I phoned I phoned uh, Yvonne And I told her I was after winning all this money And she says Well that's never going to happen again You're, you're never going to win 10 grand in cash again Because you yeah. you just, just I'm not that good at poker Right Yeah. So she said to me You should buy something that you would never would have bought do a, have a real treat for yourself now cuz this is like a, a scratch card thing yes. this is lotto money so do something daft be irresponsible with the money and i said not a great thing for your wife to say to you be ir- yes. don't, don't yeah. you know, none of this kind of uh we could use that for yeah, this yeah. or Fix you know the kitchen or, or, yeah. or we will go on holiday or no she said do something irresponsible so i didn't know how to ride a motorbike uh I
1: didn't. He uh, didn't need any <laughs> encouragement either to do something. So I him.
2: went uh, to the local motorbike shop, and I said, uh, "I've ten grand to be bought. <laughs> I just won a poker tournament. Give us a motorbike." And they said, uh, uh, they, "I bought one for eight and a half grand. It was Suzuki Intruder two fifty cc." And, Truder, and uh, he said to me, "Do you want to take for a spin?" And I said, "Sure. I don't know how to drive one." I says, "Can you deliver it to the house?" And he said, "I can." And that's the story of the day I won. And 10 do grand. you still have the bike? I've I've, I've moved up now, I've a Vespa now. <laughs> I've moved up in class.
3: I remember the day you came out to me that week after, and you said I won ten grand in poker. I remember that. It's
1: great. And were, were you good at poker? Like what, no, ah,
2: uh, no, I wasn't really. I mean, do you
1: still play it?
2: No, I I do go into a casino every now and again But I do do that thing of I play without looking at the cards
3: I, the, I was in London there We were in London uh, Doing something then with the lads and Roscoe, and I was Staying in a hotel Right near Westminster Bridge Big Ben out my window Lovely five star hotel We were over in London For a couple of days filming And we had made the phone calls And we had rang I'd rang Dippman and my missus Saying night now Yeah, w- quiet night We're just going to have some food here and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, look, we're tired. Uh, we're tired, and yeah, we're just gonna have a couple of bevies in the hotel. You know yourself. How are the kids? Yeah, are they in bed? Everything okay? Right. Y'all set for tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. The gate is the gate closed? Yeah. Did you lock up? Yeah. Love you. Okay. Listen, we chat in the morning. Good night. Love you. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye. 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 So I turned to Roscoe and I went, "Right, lads, are we ready?" Oh. I'm talking to the microphone Yeah but the mic could pick it up Can I oh, well, well. Don't worry The sound will be fine So I'm trying to do the Bye 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 So like it's a phone call <laughs> So I said to Roscoe on the vice, Alright let's go After shave on Deodorant on Downtown London Here we go <laughs> Cut That was at 11 o'clock Cut to about half Three in the morning <laughs> Oh God. We're in a casino off Leicester Square now. I'm going to have to stand up with me mic for this because it gets really good, right? Nice. So we are there. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. Can I have another, Roscoe? Yeah. Soda water. Can I have two double vodka soda water and lives, please? Yeah. Two more, please. Thank you. Okay. Here we go. Last bets, last bets. Roll them up, roll them up. 16, 70. Yeah. Put 20 quid and 17, 25 and 6, 40 quid and 10. Put five and four, five and three. Can I have 30 quid on 33, please? Roscoe. Yeah. Another 15 pound and 70. Two vodkas and seven up. So this, <laughs> then. <laughs> Half four in the morning came. We're still at the same table. Sorry, yeah, it was all free drink. Another two God. So anyway, didn't I do the fatal mistake? Where was my mobile? Left in the jeans pocket. And am I in, oh, I'm oh. leaning over the table going, yeah, 20 oh. pound and 17. No, 20 another five and 17. Five and 17, 10 and 15, three and 33 and 20 and 17. Didn't I hit the redial button? Uh-oh. Oh what time did you phone her at? Uh, half four in the morning. Uh-oh. Tipna had the audience in the casino.
1: For <laughs> how long?
3: Uh, she oh, said it she was at off. least 20 minutes. She just she just got tired of listening to the same thing all the time. Last bets, please. Here we go. Roll them up, roll them Well, it was so funny. And then and then the next morning, I uh, woke up. As you do, you have your brekkie. I reached for my salvadine me jocks I'm in the jacks cleaning me teeth getting myself ready for the day and I go morning and xxx on the text yeah the text came back
1: what time did you go to bed at? yeah
3: how was your night? I went
1: how you know yourself?
3: <laughs> <laughs> quiet quiet <laughs> couple of bevvies and not
2: oh you liar liar Pants liar
3: liar, liar liar you god, like stick out your tongue look at that uh and then I went, uh, she went, did you make much in the casino? And I went, oh, fuck. So, and then she just said, you redialed me on your mobile at half four in the morning as you were leaning over. Because 17 for me is my lucky number on roulette. Roscoe's got me into roulette. And I used to like blackjack, but by God, do I like roulette! And we stack, this, stack the chips on seventeen. There's no technique to roulette, though, really. I don't, know, it? I don't know. I don't know. You pick any your favorite numbers, are... but I, we go for seventeen. And what happens then? We start having a few drinks, and we start piling chips on like they're skyscrapers, like we're building towers after tower after tower. Then some guy come in and put a hundred chips on seventeen, and then it grows and grows and grows like bloody Canary Wharf. Like the IFSC of towers on seventeen, and then he spins it; and it lands on fifteen. But when it lands, it's just anyway. The golden rule is: never, ever, ever, ever have your mobile in the jeans as you lean across the roulette table.
2: Uh, I have a question for you. Um, this is the type of stuff that
3: keeps well, me awake. I get a headache and... with all the talking. <laughs>
1: We have to give Hector a break. No, no, it's
3: four, <laughs> we're, we're four fucking hours into this podcast <laughs> and Tommy, I have another one, I have another one, I have another one. 16 expressos
1: save it, in. Save it, save This is a save
3: great. it. Oh, we have to get
2: back to that. That is is, you're right, actually.
1: I don't know. What do you mean?
2: Joe Biden. Joe Biden. No,
1: let's go for that. Willie I'm able to save things till next week. <laughs> hey, hey,
3: hey, take that, you cunt. <laughs> You got <laughs> empty there, didn't <laughs> <empty. There's laughs> Navin. Empty, empty. Yeah, empty, empty them there. <laughs> Go
1: on, what's and on a, your mind, Tommy? Another
2: phrase in Navin was, if, uh, Navin Navin's a great time for pool and snooker. And if you were snookered and it was very difficult to get out of, <laughs>
3: The reduced residents, oh, you're in fucking Moscow there. You need a fucking <laughs> need a passport. passport to get out of that one. <laughs> oh, here Well, the boys in Equus. Equus was a great pub by the shopping centre in Navan. My ben. father won a tournament there one night, and then he won in Johnny Higgins' left. I remember being down in Equus, Tommy. You've played in Equus. But one of the boys would say, if, if you break off and you're really good, you should be able to finish the table. So if the break is generous and the balls are nicely spread around the table, the boys would now and go, here, you're fucked now, get your tunic. Which means <laughs> get your coat, get your tunic, you're out of here. Bang, 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 bang. Pure Shakespearean. Go on. This,
2: is, this is the, the question, I, that, this is the kind of stuff that bothers me now. Do you right, know what I mean? Okay. Is freedom possible?
1: Like do you? Well, f- like is is it, we I were think talking about this earlier, and maybe go back to the phone things again. Um, like I was saying, there's so much technology and so much happening in the world yeah. right now that a lot of it I've let it just go over my head, and I'm not like I'm not on trend with everything that's happening at the minute because it's just too much going on. And yeah. you talked about that's an
2: age thing as well, which is as well, isn't it? Uh,
1: well. You're a lot older than me, so I'm not sure how that oh, works. easy well, there's
2: an awful dynamic
1: of word there. A lot. <laughs> a lot. <There's> easy. T- <laughs>
2: easy. Uh, no, I is mean, freedom? Is, is, no, I don't Is freedom so, available? But is, is freedom possible? But I, so, so, is I it possible to feel, like, I, I, I think did I s- a gig in Mountjoy Prison and I was talking to a fella there who had shot someone and he was in for a long, long sentence, you know, and he was talking about how, you know, the person he was then wasn't the person he is now and he's just, uh, he just kind of, he wasn't trying to justify what he'd done mm-hmm. or he wasn't trying to uh, say that he was more important than the victim or the victim's family or anything like that. He was just saying, he was kind of describing how he got into that situation and in on drugs himself and in trouble with drug gangs and they say, okay, you do this for us and, you know, so he's, anyway, so, but he said to me, he said, I feel free in here, you know. Mm. Now, there's a thing going on in prison where the people inside in the prisons can sometimes have less stressful lives than, the, of course, the, yeah. than their families outside the prison. Mm-hmm. And the wardens would be saying to me in a few of the different prisons that I've been to, um, you really only see the chaos that these people come from when their families visit them. And you might have a mammy coming to visit Uh, her husband right bringing four kids all under the age of 10 and they're hyper and they're wild and they don't have enough money for the electricity and three of the kids are getting in trouble in school and the other one is refusing to go to school and they're just hassled with life Mm. and your man is sitting there and he has no bills he has no heating worries he has no food worries he's just sorted now there's Mm. a you know he So Mm. anyway so But this guy said to me He said I feel free In prison Mm. And I I said What do you mean by that He says My imagination He said I can I can go anywhere I want With my imagination I can be in The cell tonight And I will go for a walk On a beach Near Ballybunion And I'll walk Up and down And up and down It just kind of struck me As a Mm. kind of very strong Mental attitude But one of the things I think that I'm really interested in is that notion of freedom and feeling free. Mm. And I sometimes look at animals and I go, you know, animals aren't weighed down by uh, moral obligations (coughs) or, you know, they're just, they're instinctually free. They're living the lives they want to live. Now, I'm living a life that is full of love and that is full of... Whiskey. Whiskey and cigars (laughs) And (laughs) full of responsibility. But the question of freedom comes into... uh, Mm. Do do you ever think about that? Mm. Like, is it possible to be free? I don't know. To Um.
1: feel free? I think when you get, like, beyond a teenager, maybe, but maybe not even teenagers, because then they've got, obviously, other issues at school and whatever Mm. sometimes. But there is a freedom as a child, I think. But I think you lose that, don't you, when you get older? (sighs) Because
2: there's too many responsibilities and time and... OK, so your man, um, I was reading a thing, an article by this guy last week who said that uh, he got a he given 10 grand and he bought a field in County Meath and he built a house on it. And he says he has no mortgage, so he's, he's free to do whatever he wants. Mm. And I think a lot of us sign up whether it's with credit cards or mortgages. We're on this kind of hamster wheel yeah. of debt and mm-hmm. repayment. That kind of stops our freedom a little bit, mm. you know. Absolutely. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I, I think I've questions about that. You know. I think,
3: it, I think everything that comes in, first and foremost, every day is what we see through our eyes. Our eyes then process it into the brain, and then the brain. I think it's up to us every day to see little signs of different things. Like I saw a, a guy there up the road. He was a man in his seventies, and he had a high vis jacket on and he had a brand new mountain bike, only recently. And we were on the way to football training. Mm-hmm. But the smile of this old man on a brand new oh, mountain yeah. bike mm. with a high-vis jacket, on one of those days, he was out at seven o'clock in the evening and the wave, and I just went, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Look at that. Did he feel free? Did he feel happy? It's just those little but things. He just w- stole a bicycle. So he <laughs> <was> just <laughs> stole a mountain bike.
1: <laughs> but he was very responsible because I mean, he took a high-vis with I him. I mean,
3: what is freedom? What is, where do we get their sense of freedom? It's from doing the little simple things I think. If you allow yourself to see freedom, you'll allow yourself to feel freedom. I saw a girl the other day as I walked on the promenade in Salt Hill with my missus. She was marching up the road in a pair of brand new Doc Martens. Oxbloods, 15 hole, really polished. And she was headphones on. I said, there's freedom. There's happiness. That's not freedom. It's everywhere we look. She
1: don't know should have <laughs>
3: That's it's it's, it's opening your eyes. It's opening. I saw
2: She could have just killed somebody and recorded it and be playing the murder over and over and over again. Maybe she
1: was free because she had I just saw Freedom. I
3: saw Freedom on a GA pitch a couple of weeks ago from one of our players that had broken his wrist in an AstroTurf soccer match just before the championship. Boo. One, of our be- one of our best players. For 7 weeks he was in plaster Paris. He came on there in a match a week ago and he scored 4 points. Yeah, that's good. That's Freedom. That's Freedom. That's Freedom. That's freedom. I see freedom all the time because I allow my eyes to see freedom and happiness which envelops But I envelops don't understand us. that. That's not really how it works. You freedom do. is everywhere. We just need to open our eyes and feel it and assimilate. <laughs> I see bumblebees no, that's snacking on see. fucking plums and, uh, and, and flowers and they don't give a fuck if anyone's watching them or if the humans are watching them. They're free. You're on about the daddy long legs. Did they? They're they free. They're free to go I But
2: I'm, I'm, asking, I'm comparing Animals. the freedom of a bee... To
3: the freedom that a human being. Of feels. course the bee doesn't have any mortgages or fucking worries like that. All he wants to do is get in and get out and get enough for the table. What do we really cherish in life? And what's the most important thing, I believe? Health and a nice fucking dinner at fucking seven
1: o'clock. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say. A
3: fucking dinner at seven o'clock. I'll fucking get it into you. And someone fill the dishwasher and we'll have a fucking cup of tea. And if there's a Jaffa cake you've smuggled in, Lord Almighty, that's freedom. And that's happiness.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> it is. We but are simple you. People. There's different people. I've different... written down here all me
3: ones. I saw freedom at the Grand Canyon. Well, I don't know how you go on yeah I saw freedom I was crying at the Grand Canyon because I saw what Mother Nature can give to us I had to sit there for an hour and take in my mind my eyes were feasting on this geographical incredible fucking thing and that's freedom to me
1: opens expansive space oh yeah but that's like if you go for a walk on the beach and you just look out into the water and it's there I saw freedom I saw a family
3: of redheads the father had red hair
0: mother had red hair The children
3: were 9, 10, 14 and 12 And 6 and 4 years of age (laughs) (laughs) And every one of them Had red hair And they came to Galway for a weekend A couple of weeks ago And I saw them on the street And I stopped and I looked at them And I said A fucking family with all red hair On holidays That's fucking class That's freedom That's freedom I saw Colin O'Rourke score a point in the Centenary Cup final. I was in the Hogan Stand, off under the sideline, and he popped it off the side of the boot. I was, that's happiness and freedom to me. Freedom to me is everywhere I look. It is about letting your eye tell your brain how we manufacture our thoughts. This new podcast of well-being is powered by eggs. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense.
0: What you've just said. <laughs>
1: you seeing things? That's you seeing stuff. Hang <laughs> on, have any more? Just have you I it, Have you I, I any more? That's see you're talking about.
3: What do you think of that greatness? Kind you're letting your genius, eyes roam free. Ever, ever, yes, ever, That's yes. That's ser- ser- Yes, yes. Family redheads. Yes, I'm happy. I see freedom. Can I ask the listeners <sighs> to open your eyes? And Tommy's posed the question. Are we really free? Everything is free. When you let your body... Take it.
1: <laughs> I am perplexed. <laughs> they're not. They're they not. are. are not. Open your eyes freedom to... Freedom and happiness. Maybe freedom, but what, what you see, you? just because you saw a family of redheads walking down the street, how do you, you know, know they're free in there saw their... them
3: the way I see them because I
1: know what but I'm they's... seeing. <laughs> what? You People fucking
3: passed them by I stood and watched them And I said Oh
1: they saw brilliant. them No they,
3: did. they didn't Because I was studying them Because I've allowed myself To I allowed my 360 I can that made see you happy Everywhere I look I see happiness And we need to take it up Into our arms And cherish it What are you on? The red-haired family. But how do you know they, they were, were happy? They're brilliant because and there was fuck all red-haired families with six kids and they all red hair. Mommy's red hair. Daddy's red hair. That's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, but they might be having a. Horrend- if that was a normal family with black hair, people would walk them by. They wouldn't even fucking say nothing. I stood and watched them. But that's because we don't see what's out there. That old man on a mountain bike.
0: Your fault, the old Tommy, man, if you ask the old man question. on a
3: mountain bike, and we on the way to training, and he fucking says, How "Are we?" At? And he hives jacket with a four hundred pound fucking mountain bike he probably bought in Maplands or, uh, or in one of those Maplins. places, one of those mountain bike shops that you can buy. Uh, Halford's, tools. Halford's. When you buy power, he tools. was as happy as he was when he was twelve. How on a do you fucking know High he Nelly? was? Because I know. Because I see it in well, my eyes. Maybe he was cycling, Tommy. I can see happiness. Before it even shows itself, what are
1: you? You're getting, t- you're relying on that book a little bit too much to get your I'm answers ask from life. The book, Is there really happiness? Watch, <laughs> yes. I'm asking the
3: book of answers here. Go on,
1: go on, open her up there. I hope it's not a complicated answer. Is there?
3: I'm holding it up to the What's now. your question? Is there really happiness out but there? But he asked about freedom. So are you uh, okay? So we'll ask the book of answers. Freedom. You can't yeah. ask two questions.
1: All right. Okay. So Tommy
3: asked.
2: Go on, no, you go, you no, know, you no, ask. The no, 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 no. Ask the one about so, happiness. So, go on. so
1: this is happiness. Is
2: fr- it, Is freedom possible?
1: It's like an accordion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have, pay, you have one. It's freedom possible?
2: Perhaps when you're older.
1: <laughs> that's there what it says. Well, perhaps when you're older. That's. That's it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely
2: what it says.
1: (laughs) And you can ask the other question now. What was the other one you wanted (laughs) to know? He's in a a a state of psychosis. What's that word? I can't ask it too much.
3: Psychosis. Okay, Tom, it's tired.
2: Um, So that's, that's, I think you are like, you you are, and 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 simple is not the word that I want to use. (laughs) What I mean is that you do. You'll
3: see it today when you go into your parish. It's everywhere. Just open your eyes.
2: You, you have a remarkable facility for getting enjoyment out of simple things. Yes. Remarkable. Maybe. Who does? Hector.
3: Oh, yeah. Really? To get to, get to you know. But I want to see simple things every day. I but want you, to see happiness every but day. But what happens Because when we're you see living in a world of too much sadness and misery. But why? Because we are. We're consumed by fucking shite. And we can't see the beauty that's around us all the time.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...
3: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
3: A lad was trained and I'm coaching the under 16s. And I've been coaching for a few years. But th- what's happening now yes. on the GA pitches... And I'm hearing it now quite a lot with these young lads going, Hector! Hector! And they're doing the signal, get me off! I think the hammer's gone! Oh. Hammer's gone! Oh, yeah. Hammer, hammer, hammer. I was there, what? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? The hammer's gone. These this are 15. Full-time. This is 15 and 16 year olds. Right? And they wouldn't be gone at all, it's just 15 no, it on the television. And then
1: it's rehab it, and it's all... Oh. I think
3: I need a bit of dry needling, a young lad said to me. He's 15. I think I need to get dry needling. Jeez. I didn't even know I had a hamstring when I was 15. So now... The whole team are fixated by buying these massage guns. You know the ones oh, I'm I see them have on you seen social this? media
1: all the time, yeah. This is,
3: this, this is what the young lad, and Rian, my eldest boy, comes in and goes, Dad, I think I need a massage gun. I said, what? I in watching the uh, uh, Champions League. I said, what? I think I need a massage gun. Will you have a look on eBay? I said, what's a massage gun? Oh, it's this thing you can read, you can work the hammer and work all this and you can, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can do my own stuff physio at night time. A massage gun. From, a massage gun with different speeds yeah. on it. What does it do? Foam it, it, rollers to massage guns. The foam roller was a, a big thing. People ro- rolling out. So you put the foam, the bit of waven pipe, with a bit of grooves in it and, and stretching out. This is... Yeah.
1: It's become a, a fad, oh, they're it, absolutely obsessed to have been injured as well.
3: And the gun does it's, what? The gun is a complete... Uh, you buy a kit... Where you have four or five different different heads on it, and one for massaging, one for manipulation, and then these young lads are coming to the match and they're bringing in a massage gun. And, and are they expensive? You can spend a hundred or four hundred or five hundred euro on them. You can go from something for fifty quid right up. But these guys are going. I think an, a fifteen-year-old said to me, Hector, I think I'll get a bit of knee. <sighs> this is two days before the match. It's
1: crazy. Uh, are you seeing it up there? Oh, but it's happening in everywhere. I, I think at, sure, like I. Somebody was telling me in, the, in a local club that the physio bill was outrageous from, you know, at the end of the year because they were all getting physio from all ages up, from, seven, from 17, 18 years of age upwards. When is physio, f- physio, physio. They're always getting physio rubs. They're, I see it when I was involved in teens myself. They all need rubs like they need rubs before the match they need rubs after the match what the hell like uh, do you fancy it now being injured or actually just needing a rub
2: Yeah, and get up we'd uh, be going out to the under 12 matches here in Furbo there'd be fellas arriving in their slides with wash
3: bags under their arms <laughs> <laughs> The sliders going to the match is a big thing, isn't and it? And the headphones the, the sliders. Headphones. Those, those, it's Walking idea. from the pothole car park <laughs> across the gravel to the pitch yeah. with the, the headphones on. <laughs> and, and the, the sliders. And sliders on the wash bag and the gel in the hair. This is
1: the way it's going now. I was
3: 39 years of age before I got my first rub off a of physio. Yeah. For great. what? For, what did you have? <laughs> My lower back spasms. Me lower
1: back Spas- spasms. spasms. No, I love coming. <laughs> out, I love
3: the feeling when you come out of a physio. You actually feel as if you've got no body just for a few minutes. I know I'm here, but I don't even know I have a body. Love that.
2: I, what? You're kind of
3: disembodied. You're, yeah, you're, you're, I love it. I you're it. I feel like, pure spirit. Like yeah, I just feel as if uh, the physio I go to is Adrian. He's got good, strong hands. The physio I go to, right? He's about six foot five. His sister's a physio.
2: Right.
3: The other sister's a physio. The dad was a physio. And the mother was a physio. He's from Hedford, right? Does that their surname, is it? Physio. <laughs> right. Listen to this. F I Z Z I O. When he was. Katrina <laughs> 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 uh, Fizio. He's like. He's like, he's like <laughs> Morris Fizio. <physio. laughs> he's a cousin and, of the Ezios and Nav that you The physio's and the Ezios. Danny Fizio. <laughs> Danny Fizio. Um. But he he told me a great story as he was manipulating the back of me back down the back with these strong Galway hands. He said, "Hector, I was in traction when I was fourteen years of age because I was so tall." I, I says, "What what age?" Are you? And my head is stuck down between the do you know the, the, the little the gap the, <laughs> <in> the gap
1: <laughs> mind the gap. It's like it's
3: like being born. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Here I come. My
3: head is stuck down between the gap and the toilet paper's getting all wet because I'm salivating. I'm going, oh, this is lovely. <laughs> this is lovely. I'm going... Uh, uh, and he said, I was in traction when I was 14. This and this. and I, like I hate to be a stickler for pronunciation, but I couldn't let that one go.
2: What one? Salivating. <laughs> <laughs> what? I couldn't let it go. Okay. I just couldn't let it go. Oh, go.
1: Tommy, you are a stickler the for pronunciation. Tommy,
2: salivating. <laughs> it's saliva... Between this and, and accents. It's saliva and... Salivating is not <laughs>
3: <But> <laughs>
1: says, who says who like Says Now who? you've
3: ruined the buzz Of me
1: Now stuck we don't even know, the where, crack. We're we're crack. We don't know where we're going We don't know where we're
3: We're all here Every
2: back little back story Salivating mis- sali- The toilet paper is wet Because you're <laughs> salivating Salivating <laughs> Not salivating <laughs> I hate that. I just hate pronunciation. Anyway, he
3: said, Hector, when I was 14, uh, I, he was so tall back in the day that they had every day he'd come home from school and and it put weights at the end of the bed, tied to his ankles, and stretch his back because physio wasn't big in Hedford. It was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> you, you nobody was going, I think I need a bit of dry needle in 1981. Mm-hmm. What, what were they doing? They
1: were. Yeah, sorry. Tra- go, tra- go back. It's called
3: traction. So they would tie weights And put cement blocks to his <laughs> leg
1: What? Are you sure that's Well I don't know if that's <laughs> And they would Leave him in the and bed And take him to a lake And then throw him in <laughs> no. Get and out I, of there No
3: no this is true it's called traction. It's called stretching the spine. And but back, sure he was
1: already six foot one. Why? Yeah, did he because his stretching?
3: spine was was expanding so big because he's from a big family of physios. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> the put physio. him, they put him in traction, and then I said to myself as he was manipulating the back of my body and he's going down strong and he's going. That's it, Adrian. There, there, there. Yeah, that's it. Oh Jesus, he got a lot of knots in there now. Oh, we're getting right into it there now. We're loosening that up. I said. If he said if he's in traction way back in the day, he knows he's a physio because he was in traction. He used to lie in the bed for <laughs> days on end with cement blocks stretching what? his spine. You d- and I'm you. and uh, what was the cause of your, your spasms? Uh, just a lower spasm in the back, lower spasmic spasmic back.
1: Spasmic, spasmics. Spasm, spasm. Spasm, spasm,
3: spasm. You know, I was 39 years of age or something before I go to the first physio. These kids are going, 14 years of age, two days before a county quarter final. I think I need a bit of dry needle. Yeah. Now, but what was the cause <laughs> of your spasms? Like, were you having a growth spurt or...? We just <laughs>
1: at 49, you're the uh,
3: oh, What was it going on? I think I was travelling a lot I was doing a lot of driving I remember, yeah I was doing a lot of driving Up and down to Dublin All the time Up and down, up and down And, yeah. and they sitting at that Little awkward pick In the back, the back Lower back Yeah uh, Growth sport Isn't that a great word A growth sport This
2: podcast is part of The Acast Creator Network
1: a fella brought me out fishing off the coast of Belmullet. On a date? Like. No, no. There was a few of us going, right? Go and, on, uh, right I was bringing... Two friends that weren't from around, they were they're from Ireland, like, but they weren't from around Mayo, so I brought them out. Fishing. Strangers. So this fella says, oh, "I'll take you out in the boat, right?" <laughs> so of course, <laughs> three girls. Thought, well, three girls. No, there was a man and a woman. So I said to him, "Swingers." So the first thing, <laughs> was it? The first thing he Swinger did, Island. We arrived out anyway. Got left off by this local fella from Balmullis at the boat, and they said, "Oh." Is is this the boat that we'll be going out fishing on? I says, "Oh, not at all." I said, "This is probably probably bringing us to a right boat." No one found well. It was one of those. He had two engines at the top of it. You know what the typical boat you'd see on a lake. Like? Boat, boat, yeah. A lake boat, as opposed to a one you'd bring out in the sea. If you know what I mean, they're like little blue kind of undercarriages and they've like four little little seats across them I don't know I'm not familiar with boating terms I'm no, not sure and you're not doing a great job of describing this boat just I'd a have, small wooden boat far, perfect two it engines you'll yes. save a lot of time if you start off You get to the says a, and he says the first thing he says to us uh, I brought a packet of biscuits for you for the journey uh, I bought chocolate chip ones do you like them I says oh Jesus yeah absolutely so anyway we got into the boat life jackets on and uh Shenda said to me, she goes. Shenda? Yeah, she goes. Um, she goes, are we, are we are we, going out on this boat to him? Oh, Jesus, he says, we are, we are, we are. So anyway, he goes right out. like, And I mean, he's out in the sea at this stage and I'm sitting there going, don't think I'm going to make it back. Just the water was coming right splashing in at you, right? Your hand is here and the sea, yeah. like the sea is like so scary yes. and here we are out in this little boat Anyway, there's basically. no
2: roads in the sea
1: Whew. so we're out there and I'm thinking All that's it water. now I'm dead I'm not going to make it back and I have to make peace th- with myself now that I'm not going to come back here so anyway he land out stops the engines oh, fuck, way, way way out like you could see
3: <laughs> not the
1: cliffs <laughs> you could see the, the cliffs out at uh, Ballycastle how many of you were in this
3: small
2: boat it was five of us a man and a woman and, and, Shenda, and Shenda was there and, was she Shenda was there Shenda, and Charles where? Shenda and Prin- Charles. Prince,
1: prince Charles. The, a prince from Nigeria. He was what? in the boat. Yeah. So anyway. They're, they're oh hang on a second. Shenda yeah. and
3: the Prince of Nigeria yeah. were on a boat with you in Clue Bay. No, I'm out in the Atlantic
1: Ocean. Oh there's my microphone. It's just a dream. Out in Belmullet. Off the coast. Oh, like on the Atlantic Ocean. And where, how, how did you get a prince from Nigeria they're, on a boat? They're friends of, friends of mine. Friends of mine. So... Um, which was a very disappointing to be on this little little boat, right? And here's your man, typical Mayo, typical Belmullet,
0: right?
2: Um, so was this supposed to impress the prince? Like was he supposed to? Well, in Tommy, Belmullet do Niger- terms,
3: let Tommy do what? his Nigerian accent here.
0: No, go on, Tommy. No, no need for Chichen. go on,
3: Tommy. Well, welcome, welcome. Uh, no, that's no, not it. No, no, go on, Tommy. No, I, I, he's um, not Indian. What the fuck is this place? <laughs> I am here. <laughs>
1: He's got a very... His accent's very cultured because he's lived in Ireland for years. I can't do
3: an
2: accent unless I feel encouraged and confident. Do the Nigerian points. (laughs) Do do the Nigerian I just want to say that this has been a great day for me to go fishing with you in Belmallet. But I cannot swim. None of my family, where I come from, is a landlocked country. We have no sea. What? This water does not... It's it's salty water. I do not like salty water. shenda.
3: Shenda! Shenda! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: no, don't worry. I chocolate am chocolate chip ju- cookies. I am just asking Shinder why it don't please. This is a dispute. This is a dispute between Shinder and myself. We were we were sorted out. Lala ah. I wonder, I wonder, would you ask that vision man, please? Could he turn the boat around and get us? Lula la silly Lula la Lula
3: la 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 la
1: And the story well, I don't know if that. this, wor- if this oh, story please, warrants an end now. So, what happened please, anyway? Please so, anyway, finish. we went out fishing. So, he stops the boat, stops the engine, and. Ah! the boat! Drive the boat! Stop. And he says, he says, we're we'll as well do a bit of fishing now. He says, Did you ever do a bit of fishing before? La <laughs> la I don't give a fuck about fishing. Get me back to right
3: now. (laughs) Lagos. (laughs) (laughs) Prince Shenda.
1: Princess Shenda and the Prince of Nigeria. So he he asked what he asked. So we went fishing and uh, the next thing, so he drops, you know, I said, oh, where's the fishing rods? Oh, just have it here. It was just like a piece of timber about, that's that. Did you charter this boat? Did you pay this man for this? No, no, about a foot long. It's piece what of long fishing no rod? yes it was a piece of timber was he, was he stabbing the with, fish or something <laughs> with a load of like fishing line tied on, wrapped him. around it and a few hooks on it and I think I'm, I'm there going oh Christ above is like, this like what was fucking Prince McKembe saying he was uh, you can see he was yeah. amazed by okay. what was going on so anyway put down he dropped down the line As he drops down the line, he says to me, Do you see that milk carton over there? And uh, it was one of those plastic milk cartons. You know what the handle on it? What? (laughs) And he opens, there's a hole in the side of it, and he goes, Give me that there. Now he says, I need to do a little wee wee. Right? (laughs) So the boat stopped. He's
0: gonna put it back. Put that
1: (laughs) back in your pants
2: right now. Are you using that for a bit? What?
1: So he hands
2: I'll show you a cock. I'll show you a cock. You could catch Moby Dick on this dick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he hands Charlie the he hands Charlie the fishing thing, whatever you call it, and he starts pissing into this little. Mid- thing Right, and then he pours it out into the water and pulls up the fish. I thought Shenda was going to die right there and then. And he says to us, "We're getting off the boat. Would you like a couple of these fish to bring home?" <laughs> no, your grand thanks. Nice. I have never in my life,
3: Larita, heard anything like that. In it was like, I think that's one of the best fucking stories I've heard on this <laughs> podcast.
1: Sorry, this story is so long it needs to be broke up into sections, but so we're on the way back, right? Charlie's starting maybe get sick now because the boat is like like Prince
2: Charlie, the the boat, yeah, Prince Prince Charles, the boat is.
1: The shend is fine, but the boat's wa- wafting, if that's the right word, no, or waving, or... Yeah,
2: wafting is the word smell. used for a smell. But it
1: moves, that's why. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's... So, yeah, yeah. could you? I can let that go. Hector, I let that go. Would you let it go? Wafting. Uh, wafting. No, wafting. We'll let that go. Wafting, yeah, I think it sounds good. It's the next thing he says. No, we, I have a little treat for you, he says. I did that in New Zealand. Which wafted. Which I, yeah. White water. <laughs> White water wafted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so Jesus, um, me and my friend went. What? What a wafting, <laughs> wafting. So he thanks just to clarify that I didn't say that. Um, but he gives us little, you know, this little uh, good. All I think they are little food colouring bottles. Yes, he, yeah. With the label taken off, and he gives us all one of them. That's dropping a butch in for you now. He says, "Drink it up." So of course I drank mine, and Ch- Charlie, you can take him off again in a second said I, he wasn't sure if it was something he could drink Yeah. so anyway we get back in to the. we get out of the boat Alive Alive thanks be- I really did think yeah. this is it got out he put us into his van then to bring us back into Belmollet Town and he opens the back door of the highest van and he says now ladies you can sit in here <laughs> he opened the van and there was a side table there was an armchair and there was a bed in the back. Bolted down to the on the Bolted down to, down <laughs> to the back of the highest van. Oh, classic. With a duvet on it, the whole lot. <laughs> and he says to us, You can sit in there now, girls. So we sat at the bed, then there's no windows. The the there's highest. no windows or anything. So you're sitting there in pure darkness going, <laughs> this Is this like the whole thing was There's not no bizarre lights. enough that we were on this boat. In you go,
2: girls, in you go. And here he is. Shenda thought she's been trafficked again.
1: <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so there he goes, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus
1: Christ. This is not the first time I've been in a dark <laughs> van travelling across land. No, Shenda's not from Nigeria. Oh. So where's she from? She's from Dublin. Shender, Shender from Dorky, is it? No. Go on anyway. So, so, so he, so he sat into the back of the van, and the next thing he's there swigging out of the bottle. <laughs> I realise I didn't have to do that for purposes. So this is uh-huh. not graphic. But he's so Charlie says to him, hey, what what is what is that you're drinking?" Yeah. And he says, "Just it's a bit more of that stuff in that stuff we had out in the boat." He says, "Just another little dropping to warm me up on the way in." So he's he's driving the van, <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> drinking the punch. You know. What a story. And the three women are in pitch black. Two of us in the back going. Oh, for and did you think you were going to get rode or something? Was there? No, he told he told me. He sometimes sleeps in the van. In you oh, go now, girls. Yeah. So it was can late. I ask
3: you? Are you still in touch with the Prince of Nigeria? Yes, 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 oh, yes. Man, yes. we're going to have so many podcast downloads in Lagos. I, I think. Do you feel as if every day is the same?
2: Every day is
3: How do you like mean? Sunday. As in, do you feel as if you do the same things every day, and we're turning more and more continuously that programmed every day sometimes morphs into the same.
1: Are you getting bored? Like no, it's
3: like a, it's just like I know that at eight at at the moment my alarm will set off for eight forty five. Right? right, I've already been up for two hours. This <laughs> Tommy's been up since it's the, it the crack the of dawn. I have the same little routines. Uh, and I feel as if every day I go over and I see what pair of jocks I was strewn on the floor. Right? Would
2: you? Would you put out your underpants? That, say you're going to bed. Would you choose your underpants for the following day and lay them out? No, no, handy? no, no, no. I say. Do
1: you do that? What? Do you do that? What do you, mean, do, what I do, do, you that? do?
2: Do you do? Do you do?
1: Do you leave out your underwear for the next morning? Yes, I, I do.
2: And my and what I do and, and socks. Leave them out, like. I leave them out and I leave them uh, I ha- flat. I, I put them on the ground between the bed and the toilet. So Ex- I and some
3: people do that. Them. Some people will lay out their jeans, like, and uh, as if there's a, a flat body in the jeans. Yeah. Lay your jeans or your trousers out.
1: You don't get them in the morning from the cupboard. I, I, cupboard down in the kitchen? I can't make any noise. Or <laughs> or drawer or whatever.
2: <laughs> beside the knives. I can't make noise when I get from in the morning. So I need my clothes. All I do is I have the clothes laid out in the order that I'm going to put them on. On the ground. Yeah. So, Half six. <laughs> <laughs> up. As as pure darkness. I get up. Okay. I take off my pajamas. be cotton flannel or linen, three piece. Three uh, piece. I have I three like piece pajamas. Forty degrees outside. A three okay? piece, right? Three piece down. Jam- so first thing I've laid out on the floor. I don't even have to look. I can I can feel them in the darkness. Pair of socks. Next thing, I have a pair of underpants. Lovely feeling, that. That's a lovely feeling. Next thing, I have a pair of trousers. Next thing, I have a shirt. And I am fully dressed in the darkness without having to look. I've already decided on the colours the previous evening. I can't see the clothes when I'm putting them on, but I know what they are from the memory of the previous night. And I get out and I close her and I walk out of the room at 6.32 and I am entirely fully dressed in silence. So don't you ever try and undermine the way I get dressed in the morning.
3: That is bizarre. It's not
2: bizarre. So no, why don't no, you no, no, get no. up
1: and stay in your pyjamas Every
3: man has a different
2: way Rita, it. It's, a, it's also not true.
1: Have you okay. got, Have you? Got, I was going to say, have you, are you um, OCD? No. Have you got any OCD?
2: I have a lot Spandau Ballet and some... <laughs> 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 but no, what, what were one of their songs? I like China Crisis. Do you remember them?
3: <laughs> look, 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 Loretta... I every man is different. Every man has a different tradition. Tradition in the morning. I will judge if I've worn that jocks the night, the day before. I have the same brand of jocks now all the time. I know by the color coding on them. If there's a little glint of light that comes through the heavy curtains.
1: And it will shine onto
3: me, Jocks. So I, I feel as if I'll, every morning I'll go over and I'll put on me Jocks and then I'll look for me happy socks because for the last 19 Christmases yes. I've been given boxes of happy socks. They're awful cracking. I have. <laughs> I, I'm wearing a pair of them now. Yeah. So
2: Did am they make I. you
1: actually happy. S- oh, look at. Oh. Are. oh.
3: There's the happies on Mine
2: have cactuses on they them, have. And, and Hector not. has kind of Just amorphous cocktail chips <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did you not know That we've been wearing All podcasts yeah. We've been having Hoppy socks on
1: Hoppy, happies, Ho- happies, hoppy socks Hoppy socks I'll get you a pair
3: <laughs> So I know That when I slide out That crack little drawer jocks. There's 50 cracked pairs Of socks Looking at me Andy Warhol designs mm-hmm. Bachelor's baked beans so I'll take them i put them on my jock's on and then I'm out but then I'll go downstairs and this is what I'm doing every morning it's mad and then i have my porridge and i put my porridge in the microwave and then I'll reach for me vitamins and then I'll put out my vitamins in front of me one vitamin B multi-complex two turmeric to lower the cholesterol a bit three omega-3 fish oils and one glucostamine fucking bullet
1: What's that for? (laughs) What's a glucose bullet? A
3: big fucking white tablet that helps with your joints. And I'll muster them up like a little thing when it's like 33 seconds, 32 seconds, 31 seconds. I get all my vitamins together and then I'll put them in my pocket and then I'll put them in my pocket and then I'll take me porridge. No, I'll go over and I'll rob the missus's chaya seeds. I'll rob the bulk get all her fancy millets, linseed millets. oil and chaya cranberries ch- and cruisberries. And all Acacia. And I'll, it's all milleted down. You buy a bag of it for 160 euro. Right? <laughs> and you're only supposed to it's put it. It's delivered a, <laughs> the house in a truck. <laughs> you're only supposed to. Linseed oil and sesame flower seeds. And and it's, you're only supposed to put a tiny tablespoon in. I will fucking pour half the it in there and then I'll go in and then I'll go in and I'll sit on front of Sky Sports News. i put on Sky Sports News and I'll put me about seven 12 o'clock at the stage. i put me seven vitamins beside me on the puffet. And then I do it every morning. I just eat me porridge vitamin. Eat me porridge glucostamine. Eat me porridge turmeric. Eat me porridge, there's that one. And then three, and then finally, because the ones, the Omega ones, are easy to swallow, I'll do the three at a time with the Omega. And then I'll go, right. And that's every day is the same.
1: That's because you're not travelling for the last while and you're not used to this routine.
3: Out oh, of your normal rhythm. That's just so I know. Just, just, I just think that, that sometimes. I don't know what to do different in the
1: mornings. Well, maybe if you decide, if you didn't decide the night before which we're going to wear, it should be you know. No, but exciting. the
2: jocks thing is a great. No, thing. no but I tell you, Larissa, uh, that thing. My my father used to do it different. Now my father, of course, is very conscious of making noise in the morning as well. My what my father used to do was he would get undressed. In the car No
3: (laughs) (laughs) About an hour before he got home
2: (laughs) My father would get uh, Undressed at 8 o'clock in the evening (laughs) Right In front of everyone (laughs) And what he would do then Is he'd put on the set of clothes That he was going to wear The following day (laughs) (laughs) Like the full three piece uh, Like the old cardigan The jagged Get
3: a feel for it
2: And he'd wear it to bed He'd He'd he'd, (laughs) So he wouldn't have to get dressed in the morning.
1: Jeez, that, now that's good and, thinking. And
2: he'd go, he'd go straight into the day, he'd wake up fully dressed <laughs> and go at the day then and wear the clothes out till eight o'clock. And then
1: he, and then he, he, so he, he wouldn't
2: have that problem, you see.
1: But I think you can't decide the night before what you, you feel like wearing the next day. <laughs> you, need, you know, if you're in bad mood, you might want to wear dark colours. If you were in a good mood, you might want to put on a bit sure, of... But, 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 sure, men don't have
2: moods. We yeah, are. Yeah,
1: they do. We're like
3: a line on
2: the horizon. We're just constant. You're just
1: psychopaths all the time.
2: <laughs> constant, reliable, trustworthy, just unshakable.
1: See, so you never have any bad days. You're kidding me.
2: We're just, it's a, we have the clothes decided the previous day. We
3: can't afford to have bad days. We <laughs> just can't. Once we get our jocks on, we know there's a day ahead, a day yeah, ahead of us. We can't be waking
2: think We would leave the day to chance like that. I wait to see what type of. You decide the night before what type of mood you're going to be in. I would go to bed some night thinking I'm going to be awful crack tomorrow,
0: and
2: then and then I would be awful crack. And then sometimes I would wake up and I'd say I'd say to I'd say to the children, "You better tomorrow I'm be a thundering cunt and don't come near me." <laughs> and they don't. Right, and that's the way we work at Narcos right, I I was I. That's very very organised. It's like a, an emotional weather forecast. <laughs> I tell them all what type of mood I'll be in tomorrow. Right.
1: And the clothes will display that yeah, as well. Yeah.
2: Well, everybody, that's all from us this week. We hope you have enjoyed our storytelling and God bless and we'll see you next Thursday.